0: Doctor,
1: look! Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew.
2: Hey, everybody, welcome. It's another episode of Dr. Homebrew. It's the spooky October edition, and, uh, you know, Halloween time is here. It's my favorite time of year because we get spooky, crazy, spooky Mm -hmm. with a beer.
3: I don't know, not really. It's the most wonderful time of the year.
2: I was really hoping that you weren't going to go with like uh, a beer pun because I would have figured out how to kick you out of the chat room. (laughs) I would have done it. I would have kicked you out.
3: Well. I would have been demoted to a nurse practitioner of homebrew. Yeah, I don't even know that. Maybe Candy Striper? Yeah, LPN of homebrew? I don't know.
2: No, I don't know. Uh, A volunteer at the front desk of homebrew.
3: A vet vet tech of homebrew.
2: (laughs) Sure, you should do that, too. (laughs) Uh, With me, of course, is Brian and Brian. Hi, I'm Brian. Hi, and I'm Brian, too. uh, Cooper, you are a little low. Could you possibly up your volume a little bit? If that's if that's I'll give it a, possible I'll give it a try all right yeah. you do that okay. you try as uh, my daughter would say i'm gonna just try mm. i'm gonna try <laughs> yeah i'm gonna try i'm gonna try all right uh we have colin here as well uh, home brewer and he's given us some beers we're gonna try those in a second um but before we get into the show this is of course uh dr homebrew's first show uh, uh back on the airwaves uh and uh you know after the the passing of uh, mike tasty McDole. And uh, I just, we, we all wouldn't really feel right without saying something about the man. I, I don't want to get into it too much because that could just be a whole, a whole it could be a whole podcast for God's sakes. Um, and I think we're going to do something on the Brewing Network side uh, early November is what's happening. So maybe next week, I don't know. Um, but anyway, I just wanted to, you know, to pay my respects to the guy. Uh, you know, I've known tasty since the early two thousands and, uh, just, a you know, nice guy, good home brewer, of course, and, um, kind of just unabashedly himself, you know? And, uh, I think that's, that's a big lesson for, for anybody to take away, um, of, a you know, from someone with a, a life well lived is just, is, is how to be comfortable in your own skin. At least that's, that's what I'm. I'm trying to take from that too, and it's just I don't know, man. It's it's sad and it's tragic, and uh, there's definitely a, sort of a, a feeling at the brewing network of like not really sure, being sure what to do right now.
4: There's also a reason he was on the, the BN because he he brewed fantastic beer. Yeah. especially I loved his a lot of his IPAs and his the brown ale. Of course, everybody knows, and he always shared his knowledge, and he had a lot of knowledge. He, you know, he, right. You could you could pick his brain and 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 he had the the good sabak get up.
2: <laughs> That's true, and you know a lot of it would just was coming from talking to brewers on the show, and like he he sort of knew about homebrewing in a way where you can he he just knew how to ask the 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 questions and retain that information. You know, so don't be afraid. Also, yep. man, I mean, you know, Tasty sort of had a big set of balls on him when it came to like asking questions. Like he would just mm-hmm. ask. <laughs> you just ask questions, right. right? He wasn't afraid of like uh, not necessarily offending anybody, but just like being told no. He wasn't afraid of being told no. Yeah, and yeah, um, my,
3: he was just a very genuine, nice human being. And yeah. you know, what you saw was what you got. And I, yeah. I met him same time as you, uh, Jason, probably early two thousands when I started judging. Uh, before he became, quote, tasty, unquote. Yeah. Uh, And I was always uncomfortable calling him tasty because I knew him when he was just Mike. Yeah. But he was always the same guy. Right. You know, whether it was, you know, after 10 years of being on the BN or, you know, 10 years beforehand, he was the same person he always was.
2: Yeah. Exactly. So, I don't know, it's, uh, you know, it's it's hard um, to to express these sort of feelings, and it's hard to, like, um, I don't know, it, it's it's tough, but hopefully, you know, like I said, we're in a holding pattern, really, I think until we all sort of get together and talk about it. Um, so, that'll happen, I don't know, I think next week or something like that. So, watch out for, for that. We'll definitely uh, have a lot of guests on and a lot of uh, being hosts and stuff like that. So, it should be... It should be a, 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 a good way, not the best way to say goodbye, because saying goodbye is hard, but uh, we can't get together and party. So um, this is the next best thing, so check it out. So anyway, uh, Tasty, we're thinking about you, man, and uh, we miss you. Uh, okay, so Colin, you have this beer. It's a category 11A and I'm not really sure what that is because I don't speak uh, BJCP anymore.
3: He, has, he hasn't gotten up to eleven yet. On he, in the guidelines. I only
2: have ten <laughs> fingers, so I don't know. Like you know, I don't know. Well, I don't Jason,
3: have It's it's an eleven, so it's uh-huh. got to, It's like it's turned up all the way to eleven, so it's a really big beer yes. with a lot of flavor and alcohol. Got it. Right.
2: Got it. Steered him in the right direction. I like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, Colin, what is this beer, man? So it's uh, Ordinary Bitters. Ordinary bitter. Oh, see? I love it. I'm already in love with it. I love that style. That's my favorite. Yeah, I love it. It's good stuff. British beer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what? Before we break into that, let's just go ahead and take our first break. And then we'll come back and we'll get into this beer. We'll talk to you, Colin, a little bit. And uh, we'll get to the, the slaughter that is the judging from Brian and Brian. So hang on, everybody. This is Dr. Homebrew. We'll be right back.
1: Number one eighty nine, number one eighty nine to the counter, please.
2: Now back to Doctor Homebrew. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Doctor Homebrew. We are here. I'm about to crack open Collins Eleven A, which is ordinary bitter. Uh, but before that, of course, I want to remind you the way that Brian reminded me. Five star chemicals five star chemicals the main sponsor of this show they love us they've loved us since the beginning we really appreciate this and uh, actually I just got a, a, another shipment of five star from uh, for more beer and it's something I'll talk about that on another episode but I think I'm getting back into home brewing
3: no yes
2: we're gonna talk about it on the next show it's a teaser but uh, Damn, yeah son I know up? I got a whole thing going on it's a whole thing but of course and I know that if I want to clean my equipment the right way, I have to use Five Star Chemicals. So I got a big jar of PBW again, because uh, like I said, I use that for everything, non-homebrewing. Even when I wasn't homebrewing, I'm using PBW. But now that I'm homebrewing again, sort of, uh, we're, we're, we're off to the races. So uh, thank you very much to Five Star Chemicals for supporting the show. You can go to five FiveStarChemicals.com anywhere that you have access to the internet. That's how that works. That's how .coms and all these websites are. It's really confusing, I know. But anywhere you have access to the internet, you can find 5starchemicals.com. Anywhere you buy your cleaning equipment, your sanitizing equipment, or any of your home brewing stuff, they don't have 5star. Um, they don't know what they're doing. And I'm just going to say that right now. Unless uh, one of the shows uh, contacts me, and then I'll back down. Because I'm a coward, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so thank you to 5 Star. Uh, very much. All right, Colin. Uh, ordinary bitter man. Have you have you made this style before?
0: Have so. This yeah. is kind of my base recipe that I made a little tweak because uh, I'm never satisfied with the recipe. So, <laughs> yeah,
2: same dude. See how it goes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, how long have you been uh, homebrewing? Uh, <clears throat> six years ish. Okay. Yeah, that's a pretty good haul, man. That's not bad. You see? Yeah, yeah. 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 you're uncomfortable, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it smells great. All right, let's go, um, Brian Schar. Let's start with Shar uh, for a second. <laughs> See if we can move him back from volunteer at the front desk.
3: Uh, well, oh, thank cool. you. I appreciate the promotion back to uh, a doctor of homebrew here. So, uh, Colin, what are you in a homebrew club? I am the Greenville Brew Stooges. <laughs> the the Brew Stooges, like the Three Stooges. Stooges? Yes, love it. Uh, Gre- Greenville, South Carolina. It is, yep. Well, wow. how how did you arrive at that name of the Brew Stooges? Uh, that was the name of the club when I joined it. I have no <laughs> idea.
2: <laughs> wow, you don't even have the prov- providence of your homebrew club. I'm ashamed. I, I that know. is
3: that's hilarious. But <laughs> uh, I, I like this beer. Uh, and this is a fun style, and it's one that even uh, I've been. I went to London a few years ago, and maybe other parts of the UK, it's different. But it's gotten. Even, let's say, three, four years back, everybody wants to brew American West Coast IPA in the U.K. And it was harder to find a style like an ordinary bitter, even in England. Uh, And if you've ever watched, have you seen the original Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy from the BBC? Uh, There was, I saw that when I was like 15. And he has to drink like 12 pints of bitters to uh, survive getting teleported up. And when I was 15, I had no freaking clue what bitters were. Yeah. And I was very excited to find out that was was this, so that was that was cool. Uh, so first thing, uh, I almost never, I almost never talk about the uh, uh, label uh, bottle inspection. Yeah, uh, bottle inspection. Take take the label off. I recognize you are probably in a hurry or something, uh, and you know that doesn't affect the quality of the beer at all. I like this beer, but I in in competition, what will happen? If you refill a bottle that you haven't taken the labels off of, it tends to give the judge – it, it can tend to give the judge a wrong impression about the beer inside. It will set the stage for them to be disappointed and to expect to be disappointed rather than expect to be impressed. Does that, that make sense at all?
2: Mm-hmm. That's what happens to me. I, I say it all the time on this show. Every time I see a beer yeah. with a label on it, I think contamination already. And I've yes. I've been let down. Yeah. So to speak, mm-hmm. I've been proven wrong, <laughs> maybe twice.
3: Yeah, but mo- you don't want you don't, don't want to you don't want to start off in competition, <clears throat> digging yourself out of a hole. You want to give yourself every advantage, uh, especially for a, for a, a well made beer like this. So, uh, yeah, just also, something to think yeah, about. Uh,
4: you also definitely want to avoid getting disqualified in the competition. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well, yeah I there's
2: that way. I mean, yeah, <clears> or <throat> such, yeah. you
4: know.
3: You know, I've never seen, that's an interesting topic, I've never seen someone get DQ'd for, like, funky caps or labels or something, but it is a possibility. And if it's if you're someone that drinks, like, cases and cases of some beer that no one else in your club or the area drinks, and you package it in that, you know, that can be, you run the risk of getting DQ'd. It's a possibility. Uh, all right, so aroma. Uh, this has sort of a low aroma overall, which is what you expect for an ordinary bitter. Low malt aroma, no hop aroma, uh, at a very low fruitiness from the fermentation, uh, uh, almost certainly. Uh, You know, I eat a little bit of a low caramel note to it. Uh, I did pull this out of the fridge and let it sit for 90 plus minutes before I judged it. And this one that I'm drinking now is from the second bottle. And it's probably, you know, a couple of hours out of the fridge. So it's warmed up pretty well. It's not fridge temperature. Which will kill the perception of anything from flavor or aroma for a beer this this delicate. Uh, but there there is there is good stuff here. Uh, Give it eight out of twelve for aroma. Appearance it's crystal clear. Uh, probably hard to tell on this webcam, but it's crystal clear, light amber in color. Uh, very low but persistent head. Three out of three for appearance. Flavor. Initially the flavor is sort of a low, I get lightly bready, lightly caramel malt, and sort of a medium earthy hop flavor, which also could be a, a fermentation character, but I, I get kind of a northern brewer kind of woody, earthy hop uh, out of this. Uh, very slight cardboard oxidation, potentially, hmm. but it is very slight, and it's entirely possible, I imagined it, it it's not like a really badly handled sample, where you're licking a sheet of cardboard or chewing on some paper, <laughs> right. it's just a very low background note to me. Uh, bitterness rises up to tilt balance slightly toward bitterness in mid palate, hmm. uh, which then takes you into a, a long finish, which is pretty balanced. Uh, it's very well attenuated. I got some. I didn't really get any fruitiness in the flavor until the finish, which was was nice. Uh, the I. I Thought about this beer a lot, and I wrote this score sheet, and then I went back and I had some more, and I wrote some more because then he went to a coffee about, shop and he meditated, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and then I drank a bunch of mezcal to make sure I got you know, blew out my palate on smokiness <laughs> yeah. and liquor. I, and I wrote yeah, a song it about it. I dated uh, this
2: beer for a while, but it didn't work <laughs> out.
3: Uh, and I think that the I thought about the malt character a lot, and it's maybe a little too tilted toward the. Crystal slash raisin slash caramel side, maybe just a little bit more than uh, as ideal for style. I, it should be probably a little more bready toasty than caramel slash crystal. And I, to me, that balance of malt was tilted a little more toward the caramel, raisin, crystal side. But there's no off flavors. You know, technically very well uh, made. Uh, 13 out of 20 for flavor mouthfeel five out of five low carbonation you know if you're in the uk this is essentially almost flat uh and this is what this was there is low carbonation but that's low carbonation and that's what it's supposed to be that's right light light body uh no warming uh creamy no astringency Uh, overall impression i gave it seven out of ten for an overall score of 36 uh I, I really like this style a lot, and it was great to, uh, to have a chance to to drink this. And thank you for sharing it. Uh, you know, there's no off flavors except maybe this uh, very that very slight oxidation. Uh, next time, I'd maybe if if you're mashing this, I would try to maybe adjust your mash balance a little bit, maybe a little bit more toward the British pale malt slash Maris Otter, and a little bit less caramel slash crystal if you used that malt. Later on, after Brian judges this, I'm really curious to hear uh, if you mashed and what your grain bill was. But like I said, 36 out of 50, that's a very good beer. And I appreciate uh, getting the chance to drink this. And I'll be finishing this while Brian's reading his uh, score sheet.
2: Hell yeah. All right, Cooper. Okay. Koopa loop.
3: Yay.
4: All right. Ordinary bitter, yeah. This is one I don't know if we've ever gotten an ordinary bitter, and um, you know they also don't. It's it's not a beer that's known to travel super well. It's like a drink it locally beer, <laughs> yeah. and you know, it's nice to
2: <laughs> on site kind uh, nice of thing. Get one of
4: these on on the show, yeah. Yeah, um, sent across the country, but um, I, the beer the bottle had a the first bottle I judged. I didn't check the second one. Uh, had a very very high fill, and I wondered if that was intentional. Um, it was it was like millimeters from the cap. Nope. so yeah okay <laughs> that's okay I was like is he super well, worried about o- oxygen And
0: it doesn't foam yeah. up much because it's low carb so uh-huh. maybe a little bit
4: of right you, you cap on that one, three millimeters <laughs> of foam but,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
4: All, all good you know it, it didn't I don't think it damaged it at all or anything or caused any problems but yeah in um, the aroma and so we got specific instructions to judge this at, at, at 50 degrees or so so I you know I, I was in a rush and I, I grabbed the bottle and ran it under some warm water in the kitchen and I, I poured it into my glass and it was like 65 or so. (laughs) uh. So I got an ice bath going and I chilled it down this time tonight. I just grabbed the the second bottle and set it out on my counter for half an hour or so. And it was like a perfect, perfect, you know, low fifties kind of temperature. So, um, yeah, but yeah, thank you for the instruction there and and the judges should be mindful of that you got to judge the beers at the right temperature yeah um so usually when you're when you're giving judging comments is as the beer warmed it did this as now as the beer uh cooled down (laughs) down." (laughs) so i'll have a little bit of weird comments in here because of that probably um anyway the nose has a a nice low lightly caramelly malt aroma with a bready and, and and slightly biscuity character to it um it is moderately fruity with a kind of the characteristic English ale esters. Um, I'm getting a, a medium-low earthiness. Uh, I thought I got a little tiny touch of citrus in the hop, too. Um, there's no hmm. diacetyl, acetaldehyde, or, or anything bad in here. Uh, it's a nice, clean beer. Um, the this, um, this slight, um, slight caramel, the uh, es- I can't even read my own. Are you sheet all right,
2: here. Brian? Should, yeah. Should we call yeah. someone for you?
4: It has some slight caramel. Um, the esters fade a bit as it cools. <laughs> that was the funny. Cut. That's to throw me for a loop. Like the esters come out as it warms. Uh, that was, in this case, the, the esters faded a bit as it cools.
3: Brian, uh, do you do you smell toast? Do you, can you move your hands <laughs> or you, can you smile? Smile for us. Are you okay? Who is
2: the president? Yeah.
3: That's the symptoms of a stroke. You know, like if you could smile. Okay, smile. I All smell right, toast. good. Okay, good. Good. Yeah.
4: Um, were but, you really worried about me there?
3: No. Yeah. That, was, that <laughs> was just comedy.
2: Brian was over committing to the bit.
4: Yeah. yeah. That's what that's my do. That's why it's my thing. That's, that's what right. I do. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, it is brilliantly clear with a low whitish head. Um, that persisted pretty well for, for, you know, a beer that pours a fairly low head to start with. Um, nice little collar finer and large some larger bubbles around the, the edges that sticks around uh, the colors a nice medium amber nice pretty beer and um, yeah it shouldn't be a big have a big frothy head or anything so yeah I had to give it three for three out of three for appearance. Uh, flavor wise medium low bitterness um, maybe to- even towards low and it's slightly it's caramelly the, the malt comes through kind of strongly with some breadiness and, and caramel, a little touch of biscuit. I thought maybe, yeah, the bitterness was a little too low to come up and balance that. It's, it is it is a bitter, it not, shouldn't be like super bitingly bitter, but it should have a, um, you know, a good a good um, crispness to it or a minerally kind of crispness to it to, to play off that malt and have it, you know, uh, go off your tongue and kind of make you ready for the next sip. But um, yeah, definitely balanced to the malt. It's, it's, it's pleasantly fruity. There's no obvious alcohol. Of course you wouldn't, wouldn't want it to be a big alcohol bomb, Yeah, but it doesn't seem um, wordy either. Sometimes these beers, if they're a little too sweet or under attenuated you'll and you know uh, there's no carbonation there, it's just like flat wort and it's, uh, it's not pleasant, but this is pretty well attenuated and a nice medium dry finish. So that part works um hops again are kind of earthy maybe a a touch of floral uh but low overall um i'm getting a slight graininess from the malts it's it's not a super uh big style so sometimes you get a little bit of that um so it's not a caramel bomb and it's not i don't i didn't get plum or or a raisin whatever brian was getting so much but uh you know the the malt does linger in the aftertaste a little graininess uh, as it dries off the tongue Mouthfeel-wise, it's a medium light-bodied beer. Uh, no warmth, obviously. Um, medium medium low to low ca- uh, carbon dioxide level there. Uh, it's okay for the style. It's uh, There's a, a bit of a bite there. I don't think it's from the CO2. It might be something from the, the, the grains a little bit, uh, but it's not super harsh. It's not... Um, there's just the faintest hint of maybe a little astringency in the back or a grainy bite. Mm-hmm. And for a beer, there's not a lot to hide behind, you know, that can come out a little bit sometimes, but it, it's really not, not bad at all. Maybe um, having a little grainy bite in a beer like this is probably okay. Although um, it should, it should be pretty smooth overall. Uh, but yeah, overall it's a very nice drinking, ordinary bitter. Uh, I thought it was appropriately light and clean and very easy drinking. It's just, yeah, no, no faults here. Um, I felt it could use a touch more bitterness for the best balance and, mm. or some adjustment on the mineral side to get that the hops to, to pop in the right way to play off that, that malt that's there. And then I think that that caramel would kind of get in line and, and back off and the, any, any raisininess that might be in there as well. any either any other kind of rich malt flavors, but yes, it is surprisingly flavorful for such a light style. And, uh, you know, I thought it had a, a really nice aroma and, um, I do kind of agree with, um, uh, Brian on, you know, the malt being kind of bold and, uh, you know, maybe also twisting it somehow towards a more strongly British character somehow would help that too. Just, um, not have it be kind of a a two trick pony, just a a little toasty and caramelly thing going on, but, um, just kind of, you know, more just, the Maris Otter richness, get a nice floor malted. Uh, yeah, you probably used a good, really nice uh, uh, base malt, but a floor malted Maris Otter that from a really you know good craft malts uh, uh, maltings that that you trust uh, will, will do wonders. Like just the malt just drives the beer, and the. The minerals in the water play off the hops that are there it's you know just enough to bring that bitterness up but you know what i i landed at a 37 on this i thought it's a very uh it's a very good beer high end of very good and uh you know i think we agreed pretty well on it but uh we would love to hear what the recipe is and what you do with your water and etc cetera, etc cetera. absolutely so,
0: uh, you guys definitely nailed it. The uh, change I made is I used uh, Golden Promise instead of Maris Otter. Mm-hmm. Oh! I to see the difference. So, yeah, that's
4: that's fun. Yeah, I love that malt too. But yeah, for a bit, Ordinary Bitter, yeah. That is
0: that's fun, Brian. Choice. So it, it definitely lost its, I don't know, biscuity, kind of more rich malty, and the caramel malts kind of came out. More so,
4: yeah. It's so well crafted with the right malt, you'd probably you drift right up into the forties with this because it it was really pleasant. I wanted to score it a little higher, honestly, but
0: yeah. Uh, The last version of the recipe, I got a forty-two. I think at a competition, so yeah, right there.
4: Good for you, yeah. uh, What about the the water? The
0: water. So it is the Wawa twenty-five sodium, two hundred
3: sulfate, fifty chloride. Hmm. Do you do you build that or is that your your water that comes out of the tap?
0: Uh, I build it. So Greenville has ridiculously soft water. I mean, it's basically RO water out of the tap. So we have pretty really pretty base water we can mess with. Uh, uh, chloramines. you kind of got to worry about. But other than that, yeah. we have great base water to do whatever you want with it.
3: So you have nice. spring water there or? It uh, comes up from the mountains somewhere. I'm not sure. But okay, so spring water and snow yeah. melt and stuff like that to the extent you get snow in the Appalachians. Well, yeah, it's not our, our mountains aren't that big here. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Brian's really getting into the weeds on uh, on where you are. He wants to know your address. <laughs> <laughs> he really needs to know precisely where you are. What's your longitude and latitude? Latitude. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, going back to the recipe, uh, match pH <laughs> ended up being about 5.3, which is a little lower than I like to run. About 5.4, 5.5 usually is where I'm at. Um, so that could have affected a little bit too. But uh, as far as grain bill, it was uh, 90% uh, golden promise. So seven pounds of that. And then crystal 80 at 3% or a quarter pound. Uh, Special roast at 1.6% or point one two five pounds, pounds uh, Crystal 120 at, or 0.25 pounds and then aromatic malt at 0.125 or 1.6%. So lots of small additions of Several different things. I, I kind of started with Jamil's recipe and kind of tweaked it over over time. So.
2: Yeah, you got to change his recipes. His recipes are awful. They're like they're <laughs> like the Geo metro of cars, right? It's just like mm. and they just they're fine. But what really could improve this is a spoiler on the back, right? That's what. <laughs> yeah,
3: you want to chop that roof off and yeah. make it a convertible. See, with Brian knows trash bags or something. Yeah, you're yeah, good. Go. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if
0: you you talked about that uh, kind of bite. To it. I wonder if that's the special roast because I get a very sourdough bread kind of flavor out of that.
2: Yeah, it, th- yeah, yeah I, I would, I would think that's also sort of what's leaning people to. And I get it too. It's, it's almost like oxidation, but it's not really oxidation. It's like right. yeah. there is that, that bitey, almost like a rye bread thing happening that's, that's sort of obtuse, sort of pokes you, as Doc would say. So, uh, yeah, yeah maybe it's it, too much of that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've kind of walked back my perception of oxidation with this. And I, I totally agree with JP that I think it's, that's why I was kind of, uh, I, I was hedging my description of oxidation, like, I don't know if there's really anything, if that's really there or not. And I think it was that that malt, like JP was saying.
4: Yeah, yeah. Maybe back that off and, and go a little more like victory or something else in there if, if you want to yeah. play with something fun. Just light amounts. And, yeah. I don't know. You you use the one twenty in there a lot. You use that dark crystal. Uh, yeah, it's like get your color three
0: uh, percent. So I, I like yeah. I like mixing crystals. So there's crystal one twenty yeah. and eighty at equal amounts.
4: Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't I don't think you any of. In my opinion, I don't think any of those smaller additions are out of line. Uh, and that 120 is going to give you a little start to get a little bit on the border of like a raisin fruity character, which oh, matches yeah. well with the fruitiness of like a British yeast. Uh, but like you were like we were saying earlier, uh, I think using a Otter or other British pale ale malt in place of that golden promise is really the, the only recipe issue, I think, that would need to get corrected. I mean, Brian, do you think that even those small, Percentages of those specialty malts is too much. I mean, a little aromatic goes a long way, but he's only got like a percent of aromatic.
4: Yeah, I don't think that's hurting it. I, I would back no. off the one twenty a little bit. You were getting some raisin. Yeah. When you after you mentioned it, no. I was getting a little bit of that too, but not too much. Just a touch. But it's you know, um, yeah, maybe stay more with the the 80, 90
2: Yeah, or crystal. Yeah, and just why not forty fifty? Yeah. I mean, is this beer traditionally? Yeah. Sort of heavier on the crystal malts.
3: Yeah, I would think you would want to use lighter general in general. Yeah. In general. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Maybe if you back off the 120 to a similar percentage as the aromatic malt, if you still want to use it, uh, because th- this beer is so light in body. I mean, the OG is what, like 104? What was your OG? Uh, OG is 36. Yeah. I mean, that's that's such a low OG. And what what was your final gravity? Did you say? Nine. And I nine yeah that's that's great but there's not it's the point of this is that it's very light bodied uh it's very low in alcohol and there's not a lot of big flavors for the uh the specialty malts to have to overcome to be Mm -hmm. perceived so those those bigger like 120 and aromatic i think you're talking about a percent or something that that makes a contribution and it makes a noticeable contribution absolutely
4: yeah, you can experiment with, if you want a malt just for color, you know, go get some, a little bit of just something brown, brown, like a, a really soft, like uh, a light chocolate, just a tiny, tiny percent just mm-hmm. to give it the color or something. You don't want anything roasty in there or anything like that, or just a little bit of... uh Oh, I mean, you could try something dehusked that doesn't have any too much bitterness in it. See if you if you want to just get the color out of it. But then you're not getting, you know, uh, I don't know. It, it might be treading on a dangerous territory. There. <laughs> <laughs> you can put it some some a little bit of brown malt or something fun just to just to, yeah. I don't know. But yeah. fun. If it's just... all caramel, it gets kind of maybe one dimensional. But yeah, yeah, you know.
2: You just want something fun. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you
4: guys
0: Want the hot bill? Yes. Sure. Yeah. So at 60 minutes, I did 0.65 ounces of Fuggle and East Kent Golding. And then at 20 minutes, I did half an ounce of East Kent and then 0.4 ounces of Fuggle. And then the same five minutes, half an ounce of East Kent and 0.4 of Fuggle. Okay. So IBUs
3: was like 32.
2: Nice. Yeah. Okay. Stayed traditional there.
3: Yep. Fair amount of hops, though. Yeah, yeah, not bad. I totally missed my guess of Northern Brewer, but that's okay. <laughs> Fuggle, it's a Yeah, it's, it's the yeah. yeah. yeah they're, they're kind of similar in some ways. Um, and then I did uh, Y-East 1968,
0: the London ESB uh, pitched at 66 and then uh, raised to 68 once the Krausen hit. Yeah, Nice. And I underpitch a little bit just
4: to kind of bump the esters a bit. Yeah, had some nice esters in it for sure.
3: Yeah, it's well attenuated. Fermentation is clearly good. Good fermentation. Your yeast were happy and healthy. Uh, Yet, from a technical standpoint, there's really nothing I would recommend in this beer. I mean, it was a recipe issue with the uh, your base malt, and that's maybe a little bit of tweaking your specialty malt. And this will usually be you know well over forty. What I get for experimenting. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, but this—how but this, how do you know? If this you way, don't you experiment. know exactly. Yeah. I mean, like you know? that—that's just sort of what it is with with brewing. Like, I got it. You have an itch in your yeah. brain. In your brain, where you're like, I got it. I, I wonder if this will work, and you're never going to know unless you.
4: You're you're allowed to experiment in 2020, yeah. the year that is a basically a dumpster fire. Yes. You <laughs> should experiment and just have some fun. Do whatever makes you happy.
0: Yeah. Um, you guys talked about. Bitterness balance. I mean, do you think that's more just because there's not enough of the of the breadiness, or you think the IBEs are a little too low? It
4: had quite a lot of hops in there. It, it ended at the top end of you know the calculations anyway. You said 30-something. That's up yeah, at 32. the top end for style. Yeah. Okay. It goes up 35. Well, that's kind of in the middle. So, yeah.
3: yeah I, I, I thought your bitterness was just fine.
4: I thought it was more like mm. um, may, maybe using a little more kind of Burtonization to the water, just a little more – you know, edge to it. So it, so it pops and cri- kind of gets a little crisper bite to it.
2: I've never had like a real version of the style, but I would think you wouldn't want a pop of bitterness.
4: Not- not not huge yeah, yeah not huge just just a little more to balance and, and it could be because all the specialty malts that are in there it's it's flavorful for for how light it is and that's part of what makes it really enjoyable so yeah you know i can drink a lot dip. of this it's it's a twist on the style but mm-hmm. it's very drinkable and fun yeah it, definitely kind of a you could drink a lot
0: of it and be totally fine that was kind of yeah. like the purpose yeah. to
2: kind of get it going yep all right uh, do you have any questions for the guys Calling.
0: i think you guys nailed it i i definitely will go back to the maris otter and and kind of go from there but yeah to play with.
2: yeah that yeah. english crystal malts you know don't just you gotta you gotta stick with that that's what i was saying 40 like the 40 50 l crystal malts i think that's more where you want to be where it's a little more sweetness a little less roast caramel raisin kind of thing right
4: you can blend that golden promise with some some Maris Otter to make like an yep. English IPA or something like that. Have some fun with other styles, but maybe not for the ordinary. You just in the ordinaries and the, all the bitters, you just expect those traditional British malts like flavors. Right. Mm-hmm. like this, yeah. If you get a um, an ordinary bitter from draft, it was like a real British keg. Uh, it's just so much to that, mm. yeah, oh, yeah, that malt uh, with that little bitterness popping it, yeah, beautiful.
0: Uh, Landlord Taylor is my favorite woman that I've ever found in the US and they say they use golden promise which is why I wanted to Wow. Check
2: out. Hmm. Okay. So maybe it is your golden promise is fine but it's that crystal 120 and shit that's throwing it. Mm. So but whatever you do change one thing and do it again. Yes. Yeah. That you know Absolutely. you've been doing this for six. You're a 6 year old basically. You've been doing <laughs> this for a while. You know that.
3: And please send us if you rebrew this, please send send that to us. I would love yeah. to uh I would love to taste that. Yeah, for sure absolutely all right colin we'll
2: let you split and then uh right. we're going to take another break and when we come back we're going to speak with brian uh shit another show with three Brian's.
3: yes oh yeah. i love these shows well, i don't council well, of brian's all over again yeah yeah I mean, uh, it, it shouldn't be this uh, way we,
4: i was thinking we need to give brian char uh, a, a new nickname and i was thinking
3: mm-hmm. bs <laughs> oh i mean come on that's so unoriginal i has been done to death
0: <laughs> oh,
2: sorry. Yeah, but you know what? The classics, baby. All right, that's, that's, that's why a '57 Chevy is still king, or well, I don't know whatever cool people say. That's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody, uh, hang on a sec. This is Doctor Homebrew. We'll be right back.
1: Hello, fellow beerners. This is Sully from the Twenty First Amendment Brewery, located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. the examination
2: hey welcome back everybody dr homebrew we say goodbye to colin and we welcome another brian brian welcome to the show he can never have enough brian's <laughs>
4: yeah, well i don't know and He spells it they're the right way we're too, about we're
2: about to test that That's theory right. if we have two right. if we can have too many brian's uh, where whereabouts are you at brian geographically I'm, speaking? Not, not i'm mentally.
5: basically north of nashville tennessee
2: okay perfect are you guys? Uh, isn't there like some big weather system moving in? Or is that North Carolina? That's North Carolina. I don't know my geography too well. Yeah,
5: it's been <laughs> it's been pretty dreary all day. Okay. Uh, see, rainy, cold. See, I wasn't that bad. It wasn't that
2: stupid of a question, Brian Cooper.
5: Yeah,
2: I mean it was sort of, uh, but it wasn't really.
4: Where, that. Where's Hurricane Zeta in relation to you? <laughs> It's um, moving pretty fast,
5: but maybe not that fast. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee's not really near any coast, so I'm thankful <laughs> of that.
2: <laughs> you're good. Yeah, you're all right then, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, and what beer did you send the boys today?
5: Uh, this is a smoked porter. So the base style is a Baltic porter with some smoked malt.
2: Awesome. And now Cooper had a bottle of this for me, but I couldn't get out to his place. So uh, And I'm, I'm actually really uh, disappointed because I love smoked beers. I don't care what they are. I will always try smoked beers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think more people should be making them. I think more people should be buying them. If more people bought them, then more homebrewers would make them. That's my mm-hmm. that's my clear delineation. But uh, anyway, Brian, uh, oh, have you made this before, Brian? Sorry.
5: Yeah, this is actually like the third iteration on the, the beer that I've made. So um, did some changes this time around. So hopefully, it's changes for the better. Nice, excellent. All right, and uh, I can talk about that if y'all want some history or we can just go on and talk about the beer
2: uh well let's talk about the beer and then uh when we hit your recipe up uh at the end of it then maybe you know we can we can do the the, the previous iterations of that sounds cool okay all right cooper you're up my friend all right all right
4: here we go um yeah the nose on this is nice um had a good good um uh, good fill. it was the one i opened was slightly low um but um comes through with um, a nice. Um, the smokiness comes through first. I would say it's yeah, just just slightly ashy. It's like a distant campfire kind of. But uh, alongside uh, that, you get a low, mildly uh, kind of roasting, chocolatey, with a little kind of dark coffee malt element. There's a lot going on here. It's it's um, it's nice. There's a little little bit of sharpness to it. It's, it's between the the malt and the smoke. There's a lot of you know, darkness and, and, uh, and smokiness kind of coming through together, but uh, it's the, um, the esters are low and kind of out of the way. Maybe a little bit kind of cherry, like um, no DMS or diacetyl. Uh, I'm also getting a, a little bit of nuttiness in there underneath the, the darker elements. Um, there's no real, no real hops here at all. I would say definitely, uh, you know, even despite the smoke and, and trying to get at the underlying base style, it seems like it stops short of burns, as the style should. But the, you know, the smokiness is, is kind of smooth and and uh, wispy in there. It's not. It's not a smoke monster, which is which is nice. <laughs> uh, my son's watching a lot of Scooby Doo. There probably is a smoke monster on that show. Uh, I guess. Uh, oh, uh, replaced uh,
3: probably with like every fourth episode. Like yeah. every
4: fourth episode. Oh no, the smoke monster! One <laughs> uh, for you,
5: darn kids!
4: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Those meddling kids. And their dog, uh,
3: (laughs) and their homebrew judging.
4: Yeah. Okay. Color wise. Uh, it's a nice, rich, brownish, black color. Um, seems clear at the corners of the glass. Actually you can see right through it. If you really try it, the clarity is really nice on this beer, uh, has a head of a fine, fine frothy bubbles. Um, it kept, it has kind of a cappuccino like appearance, honestly, and and the head persists really well on the on the top here. So it's just it's really creamy and and thick. So that's a nice element there. Um, Flavor wise, yeah, three out of three for appearance here. Flavor wise, bold, uh, richly chocolatey malt with with some nutty undertones. Then I thought it was gonna be smokier than it was from the nose because there, there's a fair amount of smoke in the nose. Not not harsh smoke, but um, in the in the flavor, the malt kind of wins out first, and you get that the base style, and a, um, you know some nice chocolatey, smooth malt with some some little nuttiness underneath there, and then the smokiness comes through, but it's not it's not biting or harsh in any way. It's really smooth, uh, and the fermentation is absolutely clean. Has a... Um, the beer has a slightly sweet impression to it as the, the, the Baltic Porter style should, uh, um, you declared a Baltic Porter as the base on this, which is, yeah, interesting right. to get a, a smoked Baltic Porter. That's, that's a really cool combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, the, the, finish I would say is kind of just semi-sweet. Like in the flavor it has a little more of an impression of sweetness. when you're tasting all the malts that are in here. And then it finishes kind of semi, semi-sweet, semi but but uh, you know it dries off a little bit at the end, but it lingers with a little sweetness with that malt, which is nice. I would say it's just a good balance between the malt and the smoke. Neither one's really dominating, but uh, the malt wins a little bit in the flavor balance-wise, which I kind of like that. Um, the, the bitterness generally is fairly low, other than just a little bit of bitterness from the darkest malts. And then behind all that, I do get a kind of a little – Um, a dried fruit character which has maybe a little kind of a a leatheriness to it from the smoke in a way it's just like a you know interesting dried fruit underneath there as as sometimes you can have in those those baltics
1: sure um
4: and it seems like there's a little bit of alcohol here it's not uh, (laughs) it it doesn't seem extremely monstrous by any stretch of the imagination it's not like god this is you know, uh, nail polish remover. It's, it's it's really smooth alcohol in there. It's nice and 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 clean and, and well well brewed. So uh, mouthfeel wise, medium full bodied uh, and uh, carbonation. It's hard to say. It's kind of medium to medium low kind of territory. Um, has a modest warmth to it, but it's re- really smooth, not biting or harsh. Um, somewhat clean, uh, uh, somewhat creamy. I mean, mean with, uh, no astringency noted really at all there. It's, uh, just overall just really smooth on the tongue. So hmm. yeah. Um, like the quite a lot, I guess. Um, in a way, like to me, the, the nose had a little more biting quality than the flavor. And if you had a way to kind of, um, smooth out the aroma even a little bit more, um, and that, we can talk about the, the the smoked malts that you used in in the beer. There's there's something in the sure. smoky element that's a little a little sharp in the nose, but once you get to the flavor, it kind of melts away and it blends really nicely with the beer. Um, I'm not sure what to tell you there, but uh, we can talk about what you used in the recipe. And but otherwise, you, you know, you did a, uh, when you do a smoked beer, and you, you, I mean, it's a pretty bold style to start with. The the, the smoke needs to stand up to it but yet not overpower the base style and, and both are coming through really nicely. So um, I landed at a 41 on this beer. It's a, it's a very, it's a, it's an excellent beer.
5: Great. Uh, thank you.
4: Yeah. Thank you.
2: Awesome. All right, Cooper. I mean, shark, excuse me. <laughs> wow. <laughs>
3: All right. How many Brian's? So, yeah. Too uh, many. There's Man. never too many Brian's. <laughs> no. Jason, can you change your name to Brian?
2: Um, I could, yeah. but uh, I know at I at least for the show. I don't want to be offended. Yeah, that's a good
3: point. Uh, so, Brian, I saw on the label, which you, you say uh, with, uh, with your bottles, which, by the way, Dr. Homebrew Entrance, please uh, provide labels for your bottles, kind of like if you were sending them to competition. It does make it real easy. I saw that you were in the Music City Brewers.
5: Yeah, that's the uh, club here in Nashville. So, uh, good bunch of guys. Excellent.
3: How long have you been a member?
5: Um, Let's see. I've been brewing for about... Ten years, I think I've been
3: in the club. Maybe about six or seven of those years. Awesome! No, that's great. Yeah, I, uh, I. When I was a little kid, I spent about seven years in and around Jackson, which is probably about an hour and a half uh, southwest sure. of you guys. So, yeah, I've I've been to Opryland and done the Nashville thing in like the seventies. But haven't been back since. Hopefully when NHC or something comes back there, when I want to get back. Anyway.
5: Yeah, um, I was I was really sad that uh, uh, they canceled Homebrew Con this year. I was like, man, yeah. I can finally go because it's in
3: my backyard. But <laughs> I,
4: yeah, I think they're going to make up for it at some point. They need to. I was super excited about that, too. Yeah,
3: I, yeah. I hope so. I'd, I'd love to go. Uh, and I, my partner and I want to go to Dollywood while we're out there. She's super oh. the Dolly Parton. And that's not too far, so we can kind of make a vacation out of it.
5: Dollywood is awesome. You should go. <laughs> Excellent. Beautiful, beautiful area.
3: So I, I, like Brian, I really like this beer a lot. Uh, I uh, also you know, gave this a really good score. Uh, this is, a, I echo a lot of what Brian had said, so I'll just kind of march through my, my score sheet here. Aroma was uh, medium smoky, pleasant but not overwhelming. Uh, that's one of the hard things about these. You, you go smoky, people tend to want to go hard, like with any <laughs> specialty beer. And you can't go hard with a smoky beer. Uh, it just, it, you can't overwhelm everything else. The
1: no. In
3: 32A, the key thing is balance. And that's one thing I think this beer did really well. The smoke is kind of in the nature of a a summer sausage. And I mean that in a good way. Uh, like if you've had the Schlenker Law, uh, uh, Meritzen, the Schlenker Law beers from like Bamberg, uh, the the classic uh, Rauch Rauch beer, uh, they come they have kind of a summer sausage character to them, but in a in a pleasant good way, as opposed to peat or other types of smoke you can have. So I I mean that as a good descriptor to kind of describe like what kind of, of smokiness this is because like malts are smoked under different woods will have different flavors to them. You can tell, for example, a cherry smoked a cherry wood smoked malt. Different types of malt. Anyway, uh, I'm getting too deep in the weeds there. Low, medium, dark malt. I get kind of a plummy uh, chocolate character to it. Brian talked about like a dried, flu- dried fruit. Uh, and I get kind of that dried fruit, you know, plummy, even almost a little bit of a peach, possibly, uh, character out of that. Uh, and that the fruitiness kind of comes out after your, your nasal palate adjusts. Uh, It's a phrase that I heard a long time ago and I do like to use from time to time because, you know, it it takes a little time with a smoked beer, not just for your tongue, but for your nose to kind of get used to acknowledge the smoke, get used to it, and then be able to perceive other aromas and flavors other than just the smoke. But I really liked it. It was complex and very well balanced. I gave that 10 out of 12. Appearance, 3 out of 3. It's very clear to the extent you can tell with a really dark beer. Uh, dark brown in color, head is low and persistent. so that's that's great. Uh, initially the flavor is smoked malt. again, kind of that summer sausage in a good way flavor at a call it a medium level. In mid palate, the hot bitterness comes up to uh, to balance that that malt uh, and that smokiness. Uh, the dark malt, that chocolate and plum character come out more kind of mid palate and, and afterwards as well. I think after your after my mouth kind of got a, got adjusted to the smokiness, some of that dark malt came out. Uh, it's really a wonderful smoke, smoked malt and dark malt balance into a very long finish, where the bitterness still is present to balance both of those things. Uh, it's well attenuated, which is a good achievement for a Baltic porter. I love this style. I've brewed it several times. Uh, it's great, but. You know, attenuation and getting it to ferment out all the way can occasionally be a challenge. Uh, so it's really well attenuated. Good job on that. I gave it 17 out of 20 for flavor. Thank you. Mouthfeel, 5 out of 5. Body is, I I'd I'd go almost full, like high, medium to full, but it's, I think, an appropriate level. And I, I like where that is body-wise. It's not so thick and heavy that you're struggling to finish a, a sample of this. Uh, <laughs> medium carbonation. Uh, it's warming, but not excessively so. You know, I don't get either like heavy warming or like an ethanol character to the flavor. So I'll be curious what the the final gravity and what your your alcohol is on this. Uh, it's creamy and smooth, no astringency. Again, five out of five for mouthfeel. feel. Uh, overall impression: uh, nine out of ten for a total of forty four out of fifty. Uh, I really love. The A, like I'm just saying, the attenuation of this really high gravity beer, and B, the balance of the smoked malt with the base beer. That balance is just so elusive and so hard to get. You said you've brewed this a few times, and I am curious about your your history of this. Is uh, clearly you've learned a lot each time and gotten that balance dialed in to right where it needs to be. Uh, yeah, the smoke flavor also, I think, contributes to a perception of dryness, which. Helps to the extent that maybe it's not as well attenuated as I think, but I think it is pretty well attenuated. That smokiness will kind of help. It, it's there's it a synergy with the beer that will help it be perceived as maybe being drier than perhaps it actually is, which is a positive for drinkability. But really, really well done. I don't. I hesitate to even state what I would change in this. But uh, get a forty-four out of fifty. And uh, love to hear about your your recipe and fermentation and everything else.
5: Yeah, well, thank you very much. Um, so this is a, a fun beer I've I've done several times, like I said, and um, uh, where to start? So um, <laughs> it's kind of a, a long story, maybe, but um, you know, quite a few years ago, I tried the Alaskan smoked porter and really loved that beer from Alaskan Brewing. Yeah, and um, a couple of years ago, we ended up taking a trip out to alaska my wife and some friends and the alaskan brewing company was hosting this uh homebrew competition that they advertised, and they said well here's what we'll do we'll send you some sort of mystery ingredient and everybody brews their own beer and we'll see who does the best job so that first year uh they sent out some spruce tips which i'd never Mm -hmm. seen or tasted or brewed before Mm -hmm. and uh that was, that was interesting. I, I didn't win and uh, not too sure I was crazy about the beer. But um, the next year, they sent out a, an email and said, whoever wants to participate can. And that year, it was smoked malt. So oh. they, they sent me a pound of uh, Alderwood smoked malt, which mm-hmm. um, I think is what they use in the Alaskan smoked porter and use that, Thanks, that salmon yeah. and all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so I made a... Smoke porter. I guess that wasn't too original, since that's their, you know, mainstay beer. But whatever. Um, I thought the beer turned out really well, and uh, got a couple of medals, and sent it to nationals, and actually finished with second place in the first round. So got really oh, wow. excited about that. Um, but then when I went to brew it again, I couldn't find any alder smoked malt. So I think that's something very unique to. Being in Alaska and the Alaskan Brewing Company, so I had to do with uh, cherry wood and beech wood for my smoke malts. Okay, so um, I did those half and half, and um, that was actually using a robust porter recipe that was in the brewing classic styles. And uh, I think robust porter is something that kind of went away in the newer BJCP style guidelines. So for the the version that I sent you guys, um, I switched to the Baltic porter recipe Mm -hmm. and, uh, again, kind of used the brewing classic styles and ended up with, um, again, half cherry smoked and half beechwood smoked.
3: Hmm, That's interesting because usually I can pick out the cherry smoked pretty well, but I think, and I totally missed it in this, Hmm. but it, it really, the combination of that with the dark malt is maybe just so harmonious.
5: Yeah, I really wish I could get my hands on some uh, alder smoked malt. So I may have to do that on my on my grill. I know some yeah. guys that do their own smoked yeah. malt, and I can get some alder wood and just roll my own. That's probably what I'll try for the next
3: iteration. Yeah, yeah I was suggest that. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's sounds really good. that's really great. So, Why not? what was your uh, what was your recipe for this uh, this beer?
5: So let's see, I had. Um, 43% was Munich malt and then 27% Pilsner. Mm-hmm. The smoked malt was 21%, mm-hmm. which ended up being about four pounds in this recipe. And then eight ounces of Crystal 60, eight ounces of Special B, six ounces Carafa 2, and four ounces of chocolate. And then uh, I used uh, Kent Goldings and Willamette for the hops, both for aroma and bittering. And how many gallons? Uh, this is a Five gallon recipe. Okay. Okay.
3: What What was your original gravity?
5: It was ten eighty two.
3: Okay. And
5: final wow. gravity was ten twenty one. So it's a uh, eight point two percent alcohol. Jesus. <laughs> cool. I think I'm
2: drunk just hearing that. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh, uh, no, I've when I've made Baltic Porter, that tends to be more like ten or eleven. Uh, but eight percent is a little more drinkable, <laughs> it's, <laughs> and it's not quite as potentially harsh, and not as harsh on your friends who maybe aren't expecting to be drinking a ten percent beer. Sure, like me. Yeah. Well, I'm mm. it's the,
5: the
4: style is six five to nine five, so yeah. you know, yeah, it's eight's kind of right in the middle almost. Right. It's it's pretty good, and I like that. It's I think that if it was the nine and a half, it would be a, the alcohol would start fighting with the smoke a little bit
3: more. Mm. No, I, I totally agree. I think alcohol, like ethanol, like harsh ethanol and smoke are a bad combination.
5: And uh, I'll add, too, that the the beer that I sent you is about 10 months old at this point. Wow. Oh, geez. Yeah.
3: What, uh, did you use the lager, ye- lager yeast or did you use an ale yeast for this? Yeah, it was uh,
5: German Bach uh, 833 from White Labs and uh, fermented at 52 degrees.
3: Yeah, that's I, I've usually used that one for Baltic Porter myself, and it's okay, you great. really can't replicate uh, for a Baltic Porter. It really needs to be a lager yeast, in my opinion. Sure. Yeah.
5: Well, this is the first time doing the Baltic
3: Porter, so um, I appreciate all the feedback. Now, really, really well done, man. This is, yeah, this is sounds, an amazing beer. Sounds good. And it's good. held up really well for being almost a year old. Right. <laughs> and for getting shipped across the country, too.
2: <laughs> right. Uh, do you have any specific yeah. questions for them, Brian? Or uh, just kind of they hit everything and you were just looking for feedback?
5: Yeah, just basically looking for feedback. Okay. I actually brewed this for uh, Nationals and actually sent it off. And, oh, uh, wow. of course... Then found out that they all got turned into sanitizer or whatever. Oh, so, um, always anxious to get feedback from seasoned judges. So, thank you.
4: Yeah, we're glad we could help. We might have yeah seen you up that stage in in Nashville if it had been on. That's <laughs> that's a special bummer. But Damn. keep keep brewing it, and, and uh, hopefully, San Diego's on next year, and we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, wow, that's really awesome. cool. Very very well done, beer. Thank you.
5: Excellent. Thank you.
2: All yeah, right, thanks, Brian. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, thanks, man. I look forward to drinking my bottle. (laughs) All right, Brian. I sent sent an extra one out for you, so hopefully you get to try it. Uh, Cooper has it for me. Yeah, don't drink it. Save it for him. Please do, please do. All right, Brian. Thanks a lot, man. We'll let you go. All right, cheers. Thanks, dude. Cheers. Bye. Thanks, guys. Well, it sounds like some good beers, man. I uh, sounds like a good. uh, I really do want to try that one. You'll, You'll
4: enjoy it, I'm sure. Yeah. I'll take good care of it. It's right here in my
2: fridge. I, I won't crack it open late <laughs> <All> right, night. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right, well, we're going to take off, everybody. If you're listening live on Facebook, we're going to end the stream for a couple of minutes, and uh, then we're going to come back on with a brand new one. And this is very exciting stuff. Never before happened on the Brewing Network in its entirety. Um, and then, uh, of course, if you're listening to the podcast, uh, just flip to the next button and, uh, or the next show or whatever I'm talking about, and you'll you'll get to hear all about me Learning how to homebrew all over again—it's gonna be a lot of fun, I'm sure. So uh, anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in, everybody. If you want more content, of course, there's all sorts of Brew Network uh, shows. There's all sorts of Doctor Homebrew shows. Um, we're back up. We're backed up on uh, Brew Strong episodes. So uh, there's gonna be a, a, a tidal wave of content coming at you in about—I don't know—a week or so probably seven we have seven like things to release we have even dr humbers from last month so uh we sort of took a break um, when the whole tasty thing happened and uh you know just to kind of uh, like i said in the beginning of the show it didn't really feel right to do our normal shtick considering our friend passed away so um you know we we have a lot of that stuff saved up so uh if you're listening live that's coming soon if you're not listening live well, you don't know about it um all right everybody. You know what, JP,
3: I was just listening to the one of those Bruce Bronze that went up yes, about Brian. stuck fermentation, and yes, I actually Brian. learned a lot of stuff. Great.
2: I'm so glad.
3: All right everybody, thanks a lot for tuning in
2: and until next time, we'll see you later.